Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Free Flipper. I'm your host, John Merritt, and I know it has been a few days, or probably about four or five days, since we've actually had a chance to um, sit down and actually talk talk football. But as I've always stated in the past, it's work-related. Now, I'm usually working about, you know, like I said, I'm usually working in the evenings, and sometimes you get home at night, and then as you, as anybody who does a regular nine-to-five job, you understand when you, you know, when you work, Especially if you're those ones, ones like myself that work late, you don't want to do. Yeah, you get home, you want to just kick back and relax. Maybe watch a little TV, take a shower, head on to bed. For me, I watch TV, take a shower, go back downstairs, watch a little TV, then head to bed. Like I said, take you all to unwind. There have been times where I have had a chance to actually do a uh, episode for you guys. Um, heck, about almost up about midnight or something like that. But today, like I said, today is a day off for me. I get a chance to catch up, and there's a lot we will, we will catch up on. Probably not this episode, but we will do so. At least we'll try to do a, a, an episode, maybe two more episodes when this day is over. Um, actually, sort of, kind of, I have the house myself, just the animals and myself. Um, actually, my uh, son is around, he is around, he's upstairs, I'm downstairs. So, right now, we're conducting, we're uh, trying to do a. Uh, episode for you guys uh as you show up most of my uh episodes for those who joined for the very first time i want to say thank you for doing so and please i've always stated invite your family your friends your loved ones your neighbors your fellow co-workers whomever you need to invite please by all means invite them invite them on in and uh for those who have been with from day one i want to say thank you for doing so and as i usually state invite your family your friends your loved ones your neighbors your fellow co-workers, uh, whoever you need to invite, please invite them to come on in. As I've always stated, we're family here. We talk nothing but football. And that's exactly, that's exactly what we're going to do here in a couple of minutes. Um, before we go any further, I want you, I want you to uh, thank uh, some other small businesses that have reached out to me from uh, throughout, you know, throughout the uh, good old USFA. And uh, they have um, reached out to me and uh, they've added me to their uh I've added them to my follow list, and they're following me, so I want to thank them for doing so, and um, please, if you have, please, if you reach out, please reach out to your customers, and tell them to come on in, and invite them, and please invite them to listen to the uh, podcast. Um, I also want to make a statement, I want to say, I'll, I'll, I want you to thank, um, actually, I've learned from um, Spotify that uh, actually I have, uh, I've, I've even reached out all the way to uh India, which India is a new, is a new, I guess you could say a stomping ground, so to speak, something I'm not used to. I finally got a new place, India. I want to thank, uh, thank the uh, country, the country of India for at least listening to the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you, hopefully you enjoy your, your stay here. Um, you're uh, very important to me as, uh, other places, whether it's Canada, United Kingdom, Thailand, Turkey, Germany, just a few other places, uh, you know, uh, was in Brazil and Mexico as well. They have, um, Add, add my podcast here you know, over over the almost two years that I've done this podcast so for those people out there I want to thank them for doing so and uh, like I said India is a, is, is a, is a new uh, it's something new for me I want to thank thank the country of India and uh, the people that do li- that do listen to podcasts from India uh, certainly I want to reach out more I want to go further I want to go further I want to go all over so again I want to stately sit back and say thank you thank you um for those who do listen to the podcast, any new viewers out there, old viewers, and once again, I want to say thank you for certainly listening to the podcast. And uh, 
again, I wish there were times, I wish there were days I could do one every day, but unfortunately, I have to put the brakes on it because because of work, because of work. So, again, I will I will apologize, apologize for that for that. Uh, I'm trying to think if anything else I need to I need to uh, sit out there and thank people for doing so and listening to um, anything else I think I need to thank people for. Like I said, I thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, heck, I bored you enough. Let's 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 jump into let's jump into what we want to talk about. And that's football itself. Um, if you had a chance to listen to the last couple of episodes, I've been giving the NFC South a little bit of love. Um, we've talked about the Buccaneers and the Baker Mayfield situation that Baker signed. We've talked about the Atlanta Falcons. I said that they kind of remind me of this year's Jacksonville Jaguars, the way they've been doing, you know, spending spending money, keeping some free agents, you know, keeping some, you know, you know, sign, re-upping some contracts, you know, spending money in the free agency. So, and we have talked about the New Orleans Saints, Derek Carr, and Michael Thomas, you know, uh, you know, taking a pay cut to stay around. But the one team we have not really talked about, and we will talk about it, is the Carolina Panthers. And we all know the Carolina Panthers. They have a new head football coach, Frank Reich, former head football coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Frank is, you know, Frank is there, and the Colts have, and excuse me, and the the Panthers have been, they've spent a little, a little bit of money signing a little bit of free agents here, a little bit of free agents there. Now, again, again, one of the free agent signings was Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton came was the starting quarterback most of last season for the New Orleans Saints. The, as you all know, uh, Jameis Winston was the starting quarterback. He got hurt. Andy took over, and Andy never looked back. Now, Andy had his moments last year where he did play fairly well, and, of course, Andy had games where he didn't play so well. But, you know, overall, Andy didn't play terribly, you know, for the, uh, you know, for the Saints. Um, Again, under Andy's tutelage, uh, Chris Aleve, who uh, actually put up some solid numbers, became a thousand-yard receiver last year. So that was wide under Andy Dalton, and Andy actually Andy did a did a very good job of getting some other the young the young receivers the ball a little more. He kind of made them made them you know people sit up and take notice of them. So Andy did a fairly good job you know last year with the New Orleans Saints, and evidently Frank Reich and the um, the Panthers brass seem to be impressed, impressed with this, and they signed Andy Dalton to a to a contract. Now, again, we can sit there, we can make speculation. I, you hear different rumors. Andy, to me, right now, Andy Dalton would be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Now, I get it that the Panthers have moved up, traded up, got the number one overall pick. There has been you know speculation now that C.J. Stroud may be there. Maybe their pick and not Bryce Young. A lot of people feel that C.J. Stroud, out of all the quarterbacks, may be the most most pro ready. Again, we all, you know, if you heard that C.J. Uh, the Panthers went to C.J. Stroud's, you know, um, pro day tryout when he was with the Ohio State Buckeyes, and actually he seemed to wow. He seemed to wow the staff. So, and a lot of people think C.J. could be the starting quarterback for the Panthers opening day now. To me, my opinion certainly, certainly on that would be would be this. I don't see C.J., let's just say for the sake of argument, C.J. Stroud is going to be the starting quarterback. I don't see C.J. stepping in and in a snap of a finger being the starting quarterback. I don't really see that. Now, to me, unless C.J. pulls a Russell Wilson like, like Russell did many years ago when he was drafted by the Seattle Seahawks and he just blows people out the water, and he's a starting quarterback for Andy Dalton. 
I don't really see it. I think to me, Frank Reich is an intelligent enough football coach, and again, a very you know very good offensive-minded football coach as well. To the point, I think he's going to let Andy Dalton be the starting quarterback, and I think CJ is going to be. I would say CJ would be the backup. Yes, I I can probably see that, but I think Andy's going to be the starting quarterback, and I think Frank Frank Reich knows that you don't want to put CJ. Or maybe they will. Maybe they will draft Bryce Young. Maybe this is a smokescreen. You know how, how you know NFL teams they'll give you that smokescreen. They'll look at one player, but they really got the eyes on this player. So again, but I think if if everything is right, CJ is probably going to be the is going to be the number one overall pick. But I think Andy will be the starting quarterback now, unless CJ really overwhelms them. Andy looks really bad, but I think Andy Dalton will be the quarterback now. Again, they have a new running back, uh, Foreman, who played very, who played very well once Christian McCaffrey got traded to the 49ers. Well, Foreman's got a new home with Chicago Bears. The Eagles reached out and got, of course, they reached the Panthers reached out and got Eagles. Miles Sanders signed him to a contract. Now, Miles had a career year last year, but before that, Miles has had a history of being injured prone. Again, he was healthy last year. He put up solid numbers, the best numbers of his career. But now, Miles goes from Philadelphia. He has to learn a new system with the Panthers. Now, again, my guess is Sanders and Hubbard will be the one-two punch. I think Sanders will probably get will get more opportunities than Hubbard would. But again, to me, it's 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 it's. I have a mixed reaction to the signing. I think Sanders again. He had a career year last year. But under, but you have a, he has to learn a new system. The offensive line is not as good as he had in Philadelphia, and that could be an intro. That's an interesting factor. Again, you had Jalen Hurts and the RPOs. You don't have that with Andy Dalton. So again, I have to temp, I have to tempt my I have to tempt my expectations on Miles Sanders, even though it's some could some may consider Sanders might be an upgrade over Foreman. I mean that. I, I mean that. I, I mean, if you want to make that argument, you can certainly do so. But again, I kind of, I, I would tempt on what I think Miles Sanders is going to do with the Carolina Panthers. And for my fantasy football fans out there, again, I will give you this advice: I would tip my expectations on Miles Sanders. I get. I mean, Miles to me, like I said, yes, Miles. I think we'll get more carries and get more opportunities. I believe than he will with Philadelphia. But for right now. I tip my expectations. Now, another signing was Adam Thielen is now signing with the uh, Panthers again. Thielen looked at a couple of teams. Uh, one team he did look at was the Dallas Cowboys, which I always thought Dallas could have signed Adam and it would have been a nice little piece. And we'll talk about the Cowboys probably not in this episode, maybe in a couple more episodes. They did actually get a nice little piece to the offensive puzzle, you know, a couple day a couple days ago. But again, we'll get to that in probably like another episode. But for Adam Thielen, I think this is a nice pickup. Nice pickup. Adam Thielen is that steady receiver for a guy like, let's say, C.J. Stroud. Not so much Andy Dalton. I think, I mean, Thielen and Andy, I think, they'll, I think they will get on the same page without a problem. But I think I like this. I like this fit for the simple fact is that, yeah, I like this fit because, let's be honest with you, Thielen is that security blanket for a young 
quarterback, and once C.J. Stroud takes over, if we're saying C.J. is going to get drafted, and and Andy, you know, gives gives way to the to the young quarterback, whether it's C.J. whether it's Bryce Young, I think Taylor becomes that nice little security blanket for that type of player. Again, the biggest thing, I, the only thing I have with that is they do not have a legitimate number one receiver. Now, C.J. is, I mean, excuse me, Adam Thielen is not the protocol number one receiver anymore. I know they got Terrence Marshall, but again, they don't have a protocol number one receiver. Again, that's something that that's something that they need. Whether they whether they address that in the draft, I don't know. But again, we'll we'll see. But I do like the Adam Thielen pick. Now another piece on the offensive they signed Hayden Hurst. Now Hayden Hurst had a career year last year with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow had a lot of confidence in him last year. He used him a lot when Jamar Chase was out. Was out. He was injured. He missed a few games. Hayden's, you know, Hayden's numbers picked up. Hayden had a career year last year. Now again, I don't think this is a bad pickup. But again, Hayden had a career year last year, and again, that's where what I, you know, my expectations. Now he was drafted by the Ravens. Of course, at one time you had him. And Mark Andrews as your one-two punch, but again, Andrews super succeeded. Anything Hayden Hurst could have done, could have done with the Ravens. He got traded to Atlanta. He did fairly okay in Atlanta, but he didn't like blow you out the water. He went to the Bengals, and then Bengals signed him as a free agent. A to me, I thought he was a sleeper sign for the um, for the Bengals this past all season, and it, and it turned out to be a pretty decent signing for the Bengals. Now he takes his talent to Carolina. Now, to me, I don't think Hayden's going to put the numbers that he did with Cincinnati this year. I think his numbers will be less. But again, nevertheless, Hayden is a upgrade over what they've got at the tight end position. I've never been sold on the tight end position with Carolina, but Hurst should start, and he will be a he will be an upgrade. But again, I would tempt, I would tempt, you know, I would like for fantasy football fans, Hayden Hurst is not going to be at the top of your top of the list of tight ends I, I need to have, but again, if somebody wants to jump on the Hayden Hurst bandwagon for fantasy football, I would not do so. If he went back to Cincinnati, maybe he could be okay as, a, as some kind of a late, very late pick, but I would tip my expectations on Hayden Hurst. But again, Hayden Hurst is an upgrade of what they have at tight end. Now, they did sign a former Cincinnati, no, it's former Cincinnati man, Vaughn Bell. Now, Vaughn Bell has been a steady performer in, yeah, in the NFL. Again, he helps the safety situation, you know, for the Panthers. And the Panthers' defense wasn't the issue, really. It was the offensive side of the ball, where it's where they spent a lot of their free and signing on the offensive side of the ball. But I do like the Vaughn Miller pickup. Vaughn Miller has been a consistent pro. Drafted by the Saints from Ohio State. Left free agency. The Bengals signed him. The Bengals, he's played very well for the Bengals the last, the last few years. Now he's taking his talents to Carolina. Again, nice signing. Vaughn Bell's been a steady performer throughout his, throughout his career. But again, with the Panthers, it's all about the offense. Now, that's been the biggest thing. The biggest thing is the defense was not the, was not the issue with the Panthers. There is talent on that defensive side of the ball, from the Burns to the Browns to now Bell, uh, Chin, yeah, Horn. There is a lot. Of course, Thompson's a, vet, a veteran a veteran linebacker. Again, talent is on that side of the ball. That was never the issue. 
they got Frank they got Frank Reich for the simple fact is to help the offense. And again, the offensive line still use a little work, but we went out and you spent on Hayden Hurst to upgrade the tight end position. You did that. Okay, you went out and got Sanders. Some can say Sanders could be an upgrade over Foreman. That could be a, that's a fair assessment. But again, I worry about Sanders and the history of his injuries. Adam Thielen, Thielen is a upgrade over the receiver position. And again, Dalton, you need a quarterback, a veteran quarterback, and Dalton is certainly somewhat of an upgradable, which which you did which you had. So yes, they have done a few bit pieces on the offensive side of the ball, and they have improved a little bit. Now, like I said last one, I said that the Lava Falcons in my last episode could be the Jack could be the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Panthers could be the Jacksonville Jaguars of this year. But again, it's it's well the Panthers is all going to it's all going to depend on on yeah, on certainly can they get a little more offensive line help. I can see them adding maybe an extra running back. They certainly need a number one receiver. Now, this year's draft there's not a a top of the line receiver, you know. But then again you start looking at do, do they go for broke? I mean, do they try to get DeAndre Hopkins? I don't think they have enough juice or enough capital to really go get up go get a DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe maybe they can convince Odell Beckham to come there. Now if you get Beckham to come there, Beckham would certainly be the one receiving the Panthers to go with Thielen. At least you're making some of them move in the right direction. But again, Beckham and his history of injuries the last few years, yeah, do you want to take that chance? But I'll say this much is that, that at least they're trying to do something, trying to add the pieces now. It, you know, if you look at the division itself, we've discussed this, we've discussed this. Derek Carr may be the best quarterback in that division. Now, some may, you know, I mean, Baker, I mean, Baker, when he was with the Rams, he showed he showed a little something. But he didn't do much, he didn't do much with the Panthers. But Sean McFay got all of Baker did a fairly decent job. Now, the reports are that Baker and Trask will battle out for the starting job. But I think Baker will probably beat, will, will beat Kyle Trask unless Trask, again, has a, a heck of a camp. Uh, plays preseason, you know, does great in preseason, and Baker stinks up the joint. Yeah, then we, you know, we're talking different. But I think Baker will wind up starting just because he's an experience. He's, exper he's experienced in this league. Now again, you look at Atlanta. Reader, Desmond Reader will be the starting quarterback. I know they signed Tyler, you know, Taylor Heineke, but Reader is the quarterback for the future of this franchise, and he will be given. He's going to take the job over. He's going to be the number one guy. Unless again, he stinks up a joint. Taylor and you know, Heineke comes in and blows people out the water. But for right now, he was the starting quarter, quarterback. We've already talked about Carr, so right. I mean, so Carr right now is probably the best quarterback in this division. And to me, this division is kind of a toss up if you really think about it. Yeah, sure, Atlanta's gone out. They they use a lot of money in free agency, but again, how much does it improve their team? Again, you know, with the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers, their window of opportunity is slowly, slowly but surely, it's, it's, it's closing. It's closing, but again, they're a veteran, a veteran team. Granted, I'm not completely so on Baker, but again, you've got a young running back, Rashard White. You've got 2,000-yard receivers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and you have Russell Cage. Yeah, again, you've got a couple of young tight ends, offensive line. It's, it's a little flux, going, going through some changes. 
and the defense, you still have a veteran defensive unit. So, I mean, the Buccaneers in that division, if, if, if you get anything out of Baker Mayfield, Tampa Bay still is in contention for that division. The Saints, the Saints, at least in my eyes, at least in my eyes, and I'm sure some experts' eyes feel they may be the team to win the division. You added Derek Carr, which is an upgrade for Andy Dalton. But again, you make the argument that Derek Carr's got a losing record in the, uh, in the NFL. You can make that argument. But again, decent offensive line. You got Kamara as your running back if he doesn't serve a suspension. Michael Thomas comes back if he can stay healthy. You got a young Chris Olive. Again, a veteran defense as well. So again, you kind of think about it. Tampa Bay and the Saints kind of mirror each other a little bit. That brings that gives you to me. To me, you've got a veteran. Maybe I'll take Dalton over Reader right now. The running game, the running game, the Lions running game may be better than the Panthers. Panthers running game, offensive line. I might go to the Panthers offensive line. Defensively, I'll take the Panthers' defense. I mean, right now, I would take the Panthers maybe third and still the Falcons fourth. But I'm interested to see the job that, that Frank Frank would do. Of course, they moved up. They've got the first overall pick in the draft, whether it's C.J. Stroud, whether it's Bryce Young. Right now, it could be C.J. Stroud, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, sit, we'll sit back and see. But maybe, you know, maybe I've got it all wrong. I thought the Falcons, maybe the Panthers are this year's Jacksonville Jaguars. But again, we're in a division where this division can be anybody's. Nobody's running away with it. A lot of decisions have been made. Uh, it's different. The division, the division is different. They're going through some changes. But we'll, you know, but we'll see. You know, Todd Bowles. But again, if you're willing to sit back, you better look at it. It's Frank Wright that has had maybe more success than anybody else in the division. Now, let's be honest with you. Bowles is the only team in the playoffs, but he has a losing record. You look back what he did at the Jets, wasn't so good. Now you have Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen, Dennis Allen had his moments last year, but again, I would still take Frank Reich over Dennis Allen. You got, yes, you got Arthur Smith, but again, Smith hasn't done really a lot since he got into Atlanta. But again, Frank Reich's had success. Frank Reich has a winning record. Frank Reich has been to the playoffs. And Frank has dealt with a lot of different quarterbacks in his last few years with the, uh, with the, with the Colts. So again, he kind of knows he knows the quarterback position well enough. And again, it was Frank Reich that helped make Carson Wentz almost an MVP, like candidate, you know, a few years ago. So again, but again, Andy, again, I'm interested to see how this quarterback situation works out. To me, I think Andy starts, and whether it's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, they'll wind up being the backup. Again, it's interesting to see how the running game goes. I know Frank likes the running game. Granted, he doesn't have a Jonathan Taylor to run the ball for him. But again, Jonathan Taylor is way better than Miles Sanders. But I'm interested to see if Miles Sanders can stay healthy for a full 17 games. And can the Panthers' offense, offensive line, improve, improve tremendously? Because to be honest with you, it's not the Eagles' offensive line. And that's something, you know, that's, that's going to be an issue for me. Now, Grant, I criticize the offensive line, but Foreman Hubbard, didn't play that poorly after Christian McCaffrey got traded to the 49ers. So evidently that says the 49ers offensive line might not be as bad as we really as we really think it is. And again, yes, you got Adam Thielen, but there's no going with DJ Moore. You don't have that legitimate number one threat in DJ Moore. And DJ had to go and DJ is a is a very solid receiver, but again, he went through that quarterback. He had the quarterback 
played for the Panthers last year hurt DJ more. Now, hopefully DJ will get that situation straightened out. Now he's with the Bears, a young Justin Fields throwing him the football. So D, hopefully DJ's numbers will go up. Now again, DJ can win those sleeper picks this year if Justin if, yeah, if Justin throws the football more this year. I'm sure Justin will still run the ball because that's what made him dangerous last year. But again, Justin does have a pretty decent does have a pretty decent arm. I'd like to see him throw the football more. And he's got and he does have he does have a few more weapons to work with. So I'm interested to see what Justin can do with DJ Moore, a legitimate number one receiver. But again, the Panthers don't have a number one receiver. Thielen is maybe a number two at best right now. Marshall, he could step back as number three role. But again, there has to be a number one receiver. There's got to be. There's not much left on the market. And as far as trade bait goes, I don't know if you have enough to make that all-important trade. But again, you know, that's that's the thing. But for the Panthers, i got to say this. Again, I'm interested to see what the Panthers and Frank Reich are capable of doing, doing this year. Again, the division, the division is a toss-up. I mean, for right now, unless my mind changes, and it could change. I think the Saints and the Buccaneers are still the two teams beating the division. I might give the Saints the edge just on quarterback play alone. I would rather have Derek Carr than Baker Mayfield. Again, again, if Alvin Kamara doesn't serve a sixteen, doesn't serve a suspension, I would take Kamara still over Rashard White. Now, certainly, I would take Evans and Godwin all day long. I'm not saying Michael Thomas and Chris Lee are not bad, but again, Michael Thomas never stays healthy enough, and that's 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 an issue. But again, with the Panthers, the Panthers could surprise some people this year. So the Panthers are could be a surprise team. You know, to be honest with you, when Matt Rule got fired, the Panthers struggled a little bit. But again, Steve Wilkes stepped in. He made them competitive. Heck, there was a point in time the Panthers had a shot, had a shot at the NFC South at one point in time. Heck, the Atlanta Falcons had a slim chance at one point in time. I mean, the division, the division was one of the, I hate to say it, was, it was one of the worst in the league because the team made the playoffs had a world losing record, right? Yeah, so I mean, so again, we're back in the same we're back we're back in the same boat all over again. You got a division that, yeah, again we're we're a division that hasn't that much hasn't improved. It hasn't really improved as much, but again, there are new faces, new you know new faces on these teams, and it depends on how 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 far this team can go. But I'm interested to see certainly, certainly I'm interested to see what Frank Reich and the Panthers could do. But like I said before, who knows. Maybe the Panthers can be this year's uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, Doug Peterson, Frank Reich. I mean, there is a, there is a comparison. Well, at least Doug's been to the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl. Frank, again, Frank Reich has been on that same team as a quarterback coach and did win a ring with that team. So maybe there is a little bit of comparison. But again, Trevor Lawrence is more talented than Andy Dalton at this stage. The running game, you know. Maybe there are some comparisons. Now, again, receiving core, Jacksonville. I don't know if I would compare Jacksonville. I would still have Jacksonville's receiving core over Panthers. But, again, you never know. And, again, the Panthers, I think Panthers had a more talented defensive team than Jacksonville. But, again, maybe I could be wrong after all. Maybe the Panthers could be this year's Jacksonville Jaguars. But, again, as we stated, this is a division where it's in flux. Anybody in this division, anybody, anybody in this division, Every team in this division has a chance to win it. 
what team, yeah, what, what, yeah, what team can put the best numbers? We'll find out. We'll see what team can, you know, can move to the forefront. You know, we'll see. And to be, it all depends on the quarterback, the quarterback play in this division. And to me right now, Derek Carr, like I said, is probably the best quarterback in this division. But second, maybe Andy Dalton is better than about right now. I might take Andy Dalton over Baker Mayfield. Now, if Andy if Andy went Tampa Bay and played with um, playing with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, heck, I might ta- I may take Tampa Bay. But for right now, I go the Saints, Tampa Bay, Panthers third, and the Falcons fourth. But again, I wouldn't rule nobody out nobody out in this division at all whatsoever. This is a division that's uh, up for grabs. But we'll see. We'll see if we'll see the Panthers are this year's Jacksonville Jaguars or. Yeah, or as uh, or they'll get off today. Or the Frank era, the Carolina Panthers will get off to a bad start. Now, since we're on the theme of um, quarterbacks, we just talked about Andy Dalton and his signing with the Carolina Panthers. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's let's stay in the conference. Let's go to the NFC East. Let's talk about the um, a signing of the Washington Commanders here recently that, that kind of made me kind of sit and take notice a little bit. It might not be a big. A big, big thought to a lot of maybe some experts out there, but to me, it kind of made me sudden take notice, and that is, Jacoby Brissett was signed by the uh, by the Commanders. Now, now of course, when the off season, when the off season rolled around, now of course, they're going through a lot. Was Heineke has signed with the Atlanta Falcons? Carlson Wentz is still a free agent as of, as of right now, and. Um, Again, Sam Howell is going to be given the starting quarterback position by, you know, pretty much by Ron Rivera. But now it kind of makes me wonder now. Now you've got your sign, Jacoby Brissett. And to me, Brissett's going to be coming in and he's going to challenge Sam Howell for the job. Now, uh, to me, I know you got to remember it was uh, a couple of years back, Sam Howell was considered one of the top quarterbacks that could come out in the draft. He didn't, you know, he didn't come out. He stayed, he stayed an extra year. And he kind of struggled a little bit. Then he came out, and his drag stop slipped to the point where the commanders got him, you know, got him in late rounds, in the late rounds. So, again, you know, Sam had a lot. Sam worked with a lot of talent with the, you know, with, you know, with the Tar Heels. Because I believe he had with Javante Williams, he had Michael Carter in the backfield. That's talent. Uh, Brown, who I believe who is now a teammate of his with the commanders, so he had some talent. Talent. A lot of people wondered if Sam would go to the right situation and have talent around him. Now, with the Commanders, let's just say this: he has a decent running game in Robinson and Gibson. So you have a good one-two punch there. You've got one of the better receivers in the league in Terry McLaurin. You've got him now. Curtis Samuel actually stayed healthy most of last season and actually did put up some fairly good numbers. And Ron Rivera knew how to use him. Dotson, you drafted as your First round pick last year, he was injured last year, but when he did play, there was promise shown by Dotson. So yeah, Sam has talent around him, but now Jacoby Brissett comes in, and to me, I have to wonder deep down inside. I think Jacoby can outbeat Sam for this job. Now, let's remember Brissett was signed last year by the Cleveland Browns, all because Deshaun Watson had to serve the eleven game suspension. Yeah, for his for his allegations. Now, Jacoby now, Jacoby did a fairly good job, did a fairly good job with what he had to deal with. He did. 
I mean, he did a fairly good job, and and I'm sure some NFL teams set up. They took notice of that, and um, and again, Jacoby and I gave Jacoby percent all the credit due when Sean Watson came back. They wanted to put Sean. They were going to stick Sean in there no matter what. Jacoby knows he's going to be starting quarterback for 11 games. Now, if Cleveland had gone 11 0, you might have you might have a different subject for a different matter. But Jacoby stepped in. He did well enough to the point where he held he held down the fort to Deshaun, came in. Deshaun played the last several games. And now, certainly Deshaun is the starting quarterback. For, yeah, for uh, them. And, of course, they're trying their best. There is rumors that Cleveland wants to go to more of a, a pass-heavy team, which to me I think would be a mistake. You've got a pretty good running back in, in Chubb. You don't really need to do that. I can see if you want to balance out the attack. But don't ignore Chubb. The man's a top, top-notch running back. You cannot ignore him. But back to the Commanders. Like I said, Jacoby did a, did a fairly good job last year with the Browns. And now he comes to the Commanders again, another young quarterback. And to me, Jacoby, I think, you know, Jacoby has had an interesting career. He was with the Patriots. He was even a third-string quarterback with the Patriots. Because you got to remember, you had Brady, Garoppolo, and then you had Jacoby Brissett. Joey had a chance to play a couple games with the Patriots. Again, the Colts. He goes to the Colts. He did he did fairly okay with the Colts. I mean, Jacoby has jumped around the Browns. So Jacoby has jumped around. Jacoby has been a, been a fairly decent quarterback. And he is, you know, he, he is a prototypical backup quarterback that if you need a guy to step in for a few games to keep the to keep the ship steady, Jacoby has been that guy. So I'm interested to me. I'm interested to see how Ron Rivera plays the situation now that you've got a veteran quarterback who has won a few games in this league. I'm interested to see what what his situation is now, because if I look deep down inside, to me Jacoby is better than Sam Howell right now. And again, this goes back to the Andy Dalton and the rookie quarterback situation. Whomever came the draft, and look to me, Jacoby is probably the starting quarterback for the Commanders unless Sam goes to camp and blows him out the water and plays extremely well, then again. Now, you can give Sam the edge because maybe he knows, of course, because he might, he knows the system, or so we think. But you gotta also remember this. How much is he in the system? You got a new offensive coordinator, Eric Yenemy. It's a new, yeah. And who knows, I mean, Brissett could step in and get the system better than Sam Howe. And that, to be, it can, it's going to depend on who can get the system, who can understand the system, Eric being the system quicker. And, yeah, to me, I think it bases on who's going to know the system and who certainly is going to have a good enough camp. It certainly comes down to those two things. Now, Jacoby, to me, I got a feeling Jacoby might pick this, might pick up on on Eric's system maybe better than Sam Howe. Not saying that Sam can't pick up on the system quicker than Jacoby, but I think Jacoby's a veteran. I mean, he knows his way around this league, and I think, you know, to me, I look at it this way. I think Jacoby's going to wind up being the, is going to wind up being the starting quarterback for the Commanders. And I think Sam's going to wind up being the backup for right now. Now, I'm sure a lot of people want it to be the first Sam's going to start. Jacoby's the backup. Jacoby's there if Sam falters. But again, you have to ask yourself, if you are the Commanders, let's be honest with you, what quarterback do you think you see a better chance of winning more football games with? Right now, again, you got to remember the same division as the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that just went to the Super Bowl and could have had a chance to actually win the Super Bowl too. Let's remember that. You know, Philadelphia has lost some players on the defensive side of the ball. They lost, you know, 
player on the offensive line. They lost their top running back in Miles Sanders. And again, Dallas is going out, and Dallas has has made some fine adjustments. Has made some fine adjustments, and some people are thinking maybe Dallas going to continue to be in the NFC East and not the Eagles. The Giants, the Giants have been active. They've gone out and they've got some players, and then the Giants are trying to are trying to you know take their next step. Again, the Giants. You got to remember the Giants. They actually made the playoffs last year. You got to remember the Eagles, Cowboys, and the Giants all made the playoffs last year. But the one team in that division that did not make the playoffs were the Commanders. Now, don't get me wrong. Even when it was all going on with the well, the ownership and Daniel Schneider thing, yeah, the Commanders did play, had a choice, had a point chance. There was one point in time last season where they even had the slimmest, the slimmest of chances of be making the playoffs themselves last year. So again, you have to look, you have to look around now. Again, the, again, they had made some adjustments. They had signed an offensive lineman, which is something I thought they needed to do anyway. Um, they've got a couple quality running backs. The receiving core is not bad. It's not bad. I still love to see them get a tight end. I'm not really too completely sold on Logan Thomas anymore. I still, I think they could use a tight end. Again, the draft is full of young tight ends. Possibility. Now, defensively, I've said this. I've always liked. I, I love the defensive line. But I've never been sold in secondary. To me, the secondary is something that still needs to be worked on. Again, the draft, maybe they addressed that situation in the draft. Again, to me, they could have reached out, maybe got a couple of veterans to come in. But again, they did not do that. But again, the thing about it is, is if you look if you look at it, I mean, right now in that division, yes, I'll consider Jalen Hurst probably the best quarterback, quarterback in the division. You can make an argument to the point that Daniel Jones is number two and Dak Prescott's number three. If you, if you want to go in that direction. Now, some people may say Dak is two, is two you know, Daniel Jones is three, but right now I might take Daniel Jones over Dak Prescott. I never thought I would kind of say that, but again, again, Dak can be, Dak can at least be number two, because now he has a CD Lamb, he has Brandon Cooks, which we'll get into Brandon Cooks, like I said, you know, you know. but again, they did, not, they did not bring back Dalton Schultz, he did not come back, but again, and Tony Pollard now, of course, for Pollard, you know, we'll see if Pollard, uh, Pollard may not be wrecking by opening, opening day, which again, they went out and signed Ronald Jones. But again, if you look at it this way, if the commanders were have any chance whatsoever of being competitive, I think Jacoby Brissett makes him a more competitive team right now than Sam Howe does. And again, that's an opinion I'm sure everybody else has, you know, again, we're all armchair quarterbacks. Everybody's got an opinion on something, but I think Charlie gets me a better chance. Now, to me, if you start looking, if you start looking at, at this division, let's let's be honest with you. If you start looking at this division, to me, it, to me right now, it's it, the Commanders are probably still going to finish dead last. Then it all depends whether Philadelphia is going to be Dallas. Will it be the Giants? Again, right now, to me, as crazy as it's got to sound, Dallas has it right now. He's made better moves than maybe the Giants. And maybe the Eagles. And to me right now, I mean, right now, the commanders right now are probably fourth in that division. Now again, the ownership situation, that's still, you know, that's that's still up in the air. You get so many different rumors. The uh the gentleman, the CEO of Amazon, he's a pie, he could buy the team. Or if you, there's one group, there's one group that involved Magic Johnson might want to 
by the commanders, you hear about you hear three different possibilities out there as who made by the commanders. And to me, I've always felt that was the biggest concern for me is you go out and get this player, you go out and get that player, but the ownership is to me is is, is the key issue. And again, the thing is this, you can sign all these players back, but once the new ownership comes in, they're gonna have a different opinion on everything from top to bottom, whether you're GM, whether you're Ron Rivera, whether you're any player on this team. That's gonna be a situation. Of course, this I think in twenty twenty three they're going to you know, run run with what they've got, but in twenty twenty four it's gonna be a telltale sign. If new ownership is bought, if new ownership comes in, I'm sure they go they let they will sit back and look at things for the year and then come twenty twenty four they'll come in and they'll give you different changes. It's just like like I said in the past, it's just like any business whatsoever. Whether it's a Walmart, a Target, or whatever you know, whatever business you're involved in, if you get new ownership, they might keep they might keep you they might keep you around a little, a little bit. But then after about a few months, you know, um, you know, little little Tommy, you know, little Tommy, they might feel little Tommy is, is better off than little Jimmy. And maybe little Jimmy's out the door and Tommy could uh, Tommy can wind up in some management position because they feel he has, you know, potential. Because he has that potential. Well, the thing is, to me, it becomes a very interesting year for the for the commanders. And to me, this is where the commanders have to put their foot on the gas, and they're gonna really have to step up their game and, and win games that, they, that maybe they shouldn't win. They will need to win. To me, I've always said Jacoby Brissett. I, I do like the, I do like Jacoby Brissett signing for the commanders. To me, I think if the commanders want to win, the bottom line is, is Jacoby's going to start, Sam's going to back up. Now again, you can sit back and say, well, that's probably going to, you know, that's going to hinder Sam Howe's progress. Well, again, you have to also understand this. You got new offensive coordinator and Eric Benning now. So to me, Sam doesn't have an advantage. Jacoby does not have an advantage. Neither one has an advantage. Both quarterbacks have to learn a new system. But I would lean towards the veteran quarterback percent getting it before Sam Howe gets it. But again, again, there is a little, there is talent on that side of the ball. I mean, to me, there's talent. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But again, the defense for the commanders are the biggest thing. I mean, I love the defensive line, but again, it's can the linebacker core step up? Can the secondary get can the secondary get better? And I think that's a problem. But again, I get it to the point where ownership is you have new you have new ownership. You have new ownership. Eventually in twenty twenty four. And to me to me that's gonna be the telltale sign moving forward. Again, we've said this in the past, if you got Eric Benny, you brought in Eric Benny, you sign on these players, you got you re signed paying to license a little contract extension. But the bottom line is where is all this yeah? What is going to yeah? How how's all that unfold? Because the new ownership is they can get rid of the general manager, they can get rid of uh Robert Barrow, they can get rid of this player, they can get rid of that player, they can trade have this player, you know, trade that here. But again, like I said with the, I mean, if you've got any chance whatsoever in the sun of making some kind of impact, whether it's in, the, in this division or this conference, the guys might have stopped Trevor Seven, but again, no one has the advantage yet. Again, it's a new offensive system. You got, you got to learn it. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. Can Jacoby get it? Can Sam Howell get it? 
Now, Sam? Yeah, Sam has, has an upside. Sam did okay for himself against the Cowboys and then one game he played. But I'm interested to see moving forward what he, you know, what he, can, what he can do with that talent around the football. But my bottom line is, Jacoby, Jacoby should be starting quarterback. Sam will have to be number two at least. If, I, if I'm thinking that I've got a chance to somehow, somehow, you know, win his division and somehow get in the playoffs. Now, for the next subject we'll talk about my Cincinnati Bengals for just for a few minutes. And in recent, of course, the recent signing of Orlando Brown is the new left tackle, the new guy to cover to cover his back, to cover uh, Joe Burrow's backside. But now it appears that the old left tackle, uh, John Williams, certainly wants uh, he wants he wants out. Um, he wasn't too happy about the signing of Orlando Brown. Now he wants. He wants out. Now, there's been a report that he could move to the right tackle, which to me, I have no problem with that at all whatsoever. I would like to see that, but again, he's a left tackle and he wants to and he wants to remain a left tackle in this in this league. Now, rumors are that the Bengals that the Bengals have received offers, at least they've taken calls from teams about him. Now, there's nothing definite. I don't know the teams that are interested in. At least I have not heard those rumors or speculations of what team he wants him. But uh, for him, you know, for wait for uh, for Williams, the bottom line is this. And again, again, I know he's upset. You went out and you got Orlando Brown. Now, again, let's let's be honest with you. We all know from the Bengals' perspective. Let's be honest with you in this perspective. The offensive line has been a horrible has was horrible a couple of years ago, and it was a big reason that the uh, Bengals probably didn't win a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and that's why the Rams tore them apart. That's why they spent the last offseason, you know, doing, you know, doing, you know, going out and getting these offensive players, bringing some offensive offensive linemen. Well, it got them all into the AFC Championship game, but the problem was offensive line did a little bit better job, but Joe Burrow still ended up on his backside a lot. And, and Johanna Williams, and of course, and he was, you know, again, he's been the left tackle since he was drafted, but again, he's been a fairly decent left tackle, but he's not left tackle on the Orlando Brown, you know, level. He is not, he's not on the level. He's been a decent left tackle in his league, but again, he has to realize that him and a lot of, in, in the offensive line itself, the Bengals, have not done their job the last couple of years of putting Joe, yeah, of getting Joe Burrow, yeah, keeping Joe Burrow upright. And let's be honest with you, Burrow is your franchise. He's been in this league for three years, and the three years he's been in this league, he's taken to the Super Bowl in the second year. He took it to the AFC Championship the third year. And the bottom line is, and here's the thing, again, the Bengals are a, pass, are a passing team first, a running team second. And again, you've got Chase, you've got Higgins, and yes, for the Bengals fans, it's going to come to the point where, yes, yes, Burrow wants his money, Chase is going to want his money, and I don't know how you're planning to get Higgins in there. Again, this is where a situation comes in. But again, you know, but again, again, the offensive line has not been that good the last you know, few seasons, and it wasn't really, it wasn't really over impressive even before Burrow got there. They had issues there. And again, I get that Williams wants to stay at left tackle, but he's got to realize this. When he was a left tackle, of course, he's had, he's had some, you know, knick-knack injuries here and there. But again, he hasn't really done the best job. He hasn't done the best job in the world. That's why they went out and got Randall Brown. That's why they try to make the offensive line better. 
Now, to me, I can see the guy moving right tackle, and he's being fine at right tackle. I'm with you. Now, granted, you signed Collins last year, but again, Collins can play guard. Do you do you move do you move him inside? Do you put Williams at tackle? Again, with Brown, if you can keep Williams around, you got depth. You got depth that was an issue for the Bengals going to the playoffs last year. Of course, issue depth. Again, the Bengals would have depth. Now, again, I'm with the Bengals. The thing is with the Bengals, I wish they'd gone out and got another safety or two. I wish they got a would have got a cornerback, at least a cornerback. Now, again, they don't have a legitimate tight end on that roster. Again, I know we keep saying that the draft is full of tight ends, but again, I would love to see they got at least one veteran tight end, at least one. But again, those are situations another safety, extra cornerback, a tight end. Those are situations that need that need to be addressed for the Bengals. If they're gonna even think about, let's say, winning the division or even getting a chance to get themselves back into the AFC championship game. But again for Williams, he has to realize this. The bottom line is, the reason they taught, the reason they got Landon Brown is because there's something that's missing on the offensive line. Let's be honest, there's something missing on the offensive line. And maybe the Bengals brass, from Zach Taylor to Dick Tobin, all the way up to Mike Brown, maybe they see something, maybe they see, they see an opportunity to get this offensive line going, to get this offensive line steady for one Joe Burrow. Let's be honest with you. It was a big reason a couple of years ago they didn't win the Super Bowl. Lawrence asked Patrick Mahomes a few years ago. The Chiefs went out and got an offensive line because Tampa Bay destroyed their offensive line in the Super Bowl a few years ago. They corrected it. They corrected it. And guess what? Yeah. They won the Super Bowl last year. So again, the Bengals are following the Kansas City Chiefs pattern. If we've got a franchise quarterback, we have got to protect him as best as we can. Two years ago, they were horrible. Last year, yes, there was a little bit of an upgrade, but again, he was still on his backside a little too much. And again, if you're going to pay a guy, let's say, I don't know, 45 million a year, whatever the Bengals plan on playing Joe Burrow, whatever the contract situation is going to come out, yes, the bottom line is, is you need, yes, you need to upgrade the offensive line. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of teams in the league that would take a, you know, take, you know, Williams to make him a left, you know, make him a left tackle because again, left tackle is a hard commodity to come by in the NFL. Now again, there's not there's not really a huge huge selection this year's draft. There's probably a couple guys, but again, it's not a huge selection. And I'm sure the Bengals could get Williams for maybe I could say maybe if they if, if they really wanted to go maybe third round pick for a guy that is a pretty decent left tackle in this league, but. The bottom line is, Williams has been on an offensive line that is, and we talk about this, the offensive line wasn't that, I mean, it was horrible a couple of years ago. It got better, but it wasn't better enough. And then again, even before Burrow came, came there, it still wasn't a top-notch offensive line. So again, I mean, if Williams is a decent player, and maybe Williams can't take, you know, full responsibility for that. But again, he's, but again the bottom line is he's part of that, he's part of that offensive line where, it didn't do a good enough job protecting, yeah. And somebody's got to be the fall guy, yes. And I guess Williams, again, I get that Williams' ego was probably hurt because he went out and got a pretty good left tackle in Orlando Brown. But to me, if Williams is smart enough, move to right tackle. Now, again, if, you know, hey, Orlando Brown gets hurt, you can move right back to left tackle. But again, if I'm, if I'm Williams, I want to stay on a team that's got a chance, a chance to win a Super Bowl. 
win the Super Bowl, or at least go to the Super Bowl and have a chance to win. If I wins, I know the ego's hurt, the pride is hurt, but let's be honest with you. Go get, yeah, go go move the right tackle. Get a chance to get a chance to get back in the playoffs. Have a chance to make the AFC Championship game. Have a chance to maybe win a Super Bowl. Again, I'm a Bengal fan. I love to see the Bengals win a Super Bowl before before I kill over. But again, again, but again, yes, I'm sure there's teams out there that are probably the one when the intersection reports that teams have reached out to the Bengals. But for you know, for him, whatever he chooses to do, I certainly wish him the best of luck. He's a, a, a very decent player. But the bottom line is you have to realize something's missing and something's missing on that offensive on offensive offensive line. And it's been missing on the offensive line for the last few years. And maybe the Bengals feel that Orlando Brown is is the missing piece. The only problem is it has to be a left tackle, and Williams is a left tackle. But again, Williams, I do wish him the best of luck. I really hope he reconsiders, move to right tackle, you know. But again, I do wish him the best best of luck moving forward. The last thing we'll talk about is um a recent cut by the Indianapolis Colts, and that, of course, is of Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan was brought in last year because they felt Matt was the missing piece of the puzzle that could get him back into the playoffs and move further into the playoffs and maybe get to the AFC Championship game. Unfortunately, things didn't work out. Things did not work out that way. Now, now I have not heard any volume as far as where Matt Ryan can wind, can wind up at. Nobody has really reached out to Matt. But again, does Matt have value? Yes, Matt still has value as far as his starting days may be over with. But there's a lot of teams in this league that would take Matt Ryan. Now, I know the Cowboys have re-signed Cooper Rush. Um, I know the Eagles went out and got Marcus Mariota. The Reds, I mean, excuse me, not the Commanders have got Brissett. And again, Taylor is still the backup for the, for the Giants. Now, one possibility I can see him, he can wind up in maybe Green Bay. Now, we're figuring, let's just say for the sake of argument, we're figuring Aaron Rodgers is leaving town. Jordan Love is going to be the number one guy. But you need a back, but you need a backup. I could see Matt Ryan being the backup, the backup to him. I would say Chicago Bears. I think Matt would be a nice little piece. And I think Justin Fields can learn from a guy like Matt Ryan, who has been to the Super Bowl, has been the MVP in this league. Again, I think it'd be a nice piece, a piece, to have, to have that team. Now, I mean, again, you start looking around. I mean, you start looking around. Where else? Yeah, where else could he could he end up at? Could he stay in the AFC? Now, one possibility is I love I love to see him. I love to see him in Cincinnati. I can see him backing up Joe Burrow. I think Burrow can learn from Matt Ryan. I'll put it out there. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'll put it out there. But you never know. One weird possibility about the Pittsburgh Steelers, think about it this way. Rudolph is pretty much gone. They don't have a lot of confidence in Mitchell Trubisky. But can you see Matt Ryan coming into Pittsburgh and being, yeah, and, and tootling Kenny Pickett? I can see that. Be a nice fit. I would love that fit for Pittsburgh. I don't know if that's gonna happen. But I but I, but I see that but I see it as a decent fit. Now again. You start, yeah. You, know, you start looking around. You start looking around the league now. One possibility, the Buffalo Bills would be an interesting thought, but again, again, you know, again, Josh and his elbow from last season. 
again, I can see a veteran like Matt Ryan coming in, Matt Ryan coming in, and backing up, you know, Josh Allen. And I'm sure Josh could learn something from Matt Ryan. Again, as we stated, Matt is 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 a former MVP. He has been to the Super Bowl. Probably should have won the Super Bowl, but that's that's a different subject for a different matter. Again, I mean, you start yeah, you start looking around. What about I mean, here's a weird possible. What about the Raiders? Could he back up? Could he back up Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know. It's an interesting thought process. Thought process, and it. Now, I'll give you one possibility. What about the Chargers? What about them going to Southern California, backing up Justin Herbert? Now, you don't think Justin can learn something from Matt Ryan? Absolutely, he can learn something from life. Now, there's an interesting fit. I'd love to see that fit. Now, here's a weird possibility. What about the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, think about it. Chad Ng's retired. Could Matt, Ryan, could Matt Ryan go to Kansas City and back up Matthew Mahomes and maybe, maybe get himself a Super Bowl ready? Again, put it out there. There are teams that certainly could use, could certainly use. Again, could certainly use him. I'm interested. I'm just interested to see where he could wind up. Where he could wind up at. I don't think Matt. I don't think Matt's days are over with as a quarterback in this league. Matt could certainly be a a backup quarterback on somebody on somebody's on somebody's football team. Now. I would say maybe the Detroit Lions. Could he back up Jared Goff? Absolutely could back up Jared Goff. Minnesota, backing up Kirk Cousins? Don't know. But if I had to be if I had to be a betting man, which I don't bet, but the point is if I was a betting man, I love the Green Bay fit. He could back up Jordan Love. You don't think and me, Matt Ryan doesn't have an ego. Doesn't have no ego. I'm sure Matt would certainly love to teach yeah, to teach Jordan Love some stuff here and there. I think he'd be a nice fit for Green Bay. I think he, could, yeah, I think he could learn. I think Jordan Love could learn from that line. Again, yeah, I put it, I put it out there. I will put it out there as a poss- as a possibility. But again, to me, one interesting line again. Again, I love seeing Cincinnati. I love seeing back. I love seeing back up. Um, I love seeing back up Burrow. Again, a weird possibility about the Chargers. He could back up Justin Herbert, and Justin can learn something from Matt Ryan. I think that would be a nice level. But to be honest with you, my best fit for Matt Ryan, Green Bay Packers. You figure if Aaron's going to leave town, they need a backup quarterback. I think Matt and Jordan Love would be a perfect fit. I think Love, I think Ryan, I think Ryan would, would be more happy to tutor Jordan Love and give him his expertise and show him, hey, this is what I see. This is what I think you can do. And he could be like an extra offensive coordinator for a guy like Jordan Love. If 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 Green Bay was going that direction, I think Green Bay could sit down, get Jordan, you know, get Matt Ryan in there, and maybe maybe a one year deal, you know, maybe even a two year deal. Then that, you know, but again, I think that'd be a nice a nice little fit. I think the Chargers can be number two. I mean, you never know. Justin has been fairly healthy in this, you know, since he stepped into the NFL. There was a chance he almost missed a game last year, but again, he he held in many plays. But again. I think the fit, Green Bay. If I'm Green Bay, let me reach out to Matt Ryan. Let me bring him in. If I was Green Bay, certainly you got to trade Aaron Rodgers first, obviously. But I would, after you do that, I'd bring Matt Ryan in and say, Matt, would you want to come to Green Bay? And again, let's be honest with you. I don't think Green Bay is that far off, even with Jordan Love quarterbacking, that far off. They might have still a chance to actually win that division. But you never know. So Green Bay, 
reach out to old Matt Ryan. That's all I have time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again soon.